0: Well, welcome to episode seven of the CMEX podcast. My name is Brenda Lee. I'm the marketing communications specialist at CMEX and with me, I have Clarissa McCallum. Hello, Clarissa. Hello, everybody. Today, we're very excited to have Melissa Bowers. She is the VP of embryos at CMEX and she is the lady in charge of Bovatech. So welcome, Melissa.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: So just to start things off, Melissa, maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Maybe not everyone knows you, although a lot of people know you through various industry contacts, but maybe talk a little bit about your background and how you started with CMEX and how you became VP of Embryos.
1: Sure. So um, I uh, grew up in the industry, so I've I've been around the industry for for quite some time, my whole life, actually. Um, and have been uh, specifically with CMAX BoviTech for 15 years, which is inclusive of uh, working for our partner owner uh, in Quebec, CIAQ. Um, I started there uh, not too long out of university. Um, I, I went to school uh, in business, uh, which was a little bit of a different path, but I think because I grew up in the industry and I was around it so much, um, I decided to take the business route and then came back and was really happy to join the CIEQ group um, just yeah, just over 15 years ago now. Time time flies when you're having fun. Um, I started there working in communications actually. Um, at that time I was helping to write even Young Sire comments. Uh, we still ran uh, the Young Sire proving program, um, worked a lot on proof information, photos, uh, working with our international tour groups. Uh, throughout my time uh, at CIAQ. so I got to touch on a lot of different things which kind of led me then to CMEX where I started uh, working with our embryo program um, and also was involved with our solutions team um, at that time so responsible for you know helping our uh, at that time a lot of our Canadian breeders promote um, export cell embryos internationally um, and then that evolved as the industry changed and the onset of genomics and the big uptick in sex semen um, exports were growing on the embryo front at the same time and then i transitioned and started working a lot closer with bovitech um, and our ivf technology after that uh, then came um, progenesis uh, internal programs. And uh, as the industry, again, kept changing, um, I started working a lot closer with the IVF technology. It, it took on a, a bigger role, I would say, um, than it had ever in the past. And that kind of then developed over the last five years um, to now I am solely focused on our embryo division, uh, leading our team that is inclusive of Bovitech, our embryo sales, um, and and everything that touches embryos at CMEX
0: and Bovitech. Okay. Well, that's awesome. And and I remember those days 15, 20 years ago with catalogs and proofreading and young sire comments. <laughs> so let's talk about the record year from 2022 a little bit. What what happened? What made it so awesome, so successful?
1: Yeah, so so I guess maybe to start, some may or may not be familiar, but Bovitech is our, so it's our fully integrated IVF platform um, that offers services across North America, uh, primarily within the U.S. Um, for many, many years prior to our commercial platform being in the U.S., uh, we focused on and invested heavily in the development of an industry-leading IVF platform, Um, IVF, as we know, is a technology that can be used to achieve very fast genetic gain within a herd, um, no matter the size, really, if you look at it. Um, When used as part of a genetic strategy today more than ever, we know that it it can really enhance profitability in just one generation um, and can have a big impact on um, genetic programs that we see uh, being used today to create the next generations of bulls that are going to create, uh, you know, semen that is being used uh, globally. To do this and to be very successful at it, we need to create a good number of embryos, but the quality needs to be there, right? At the end of the day, we want to produce a live, healthy calf um, on the ground, so we need to generate pregnancies. So 2022 was uh, a very big year for Bovitech in the US. Um, in 2022 we ran over 14,000 what we call cycles or fertilizations done through our labs in the US. Uh, This translates to over 18,500 donor oocyte collections, if you will. Um, This was actually an increase of 165% uh, over 2021, so so a big year. Our continued growth actually saw us also implement three new laboratory locations across the US in the past 12 months. So we are now operating laboratories in Madison, uh, in New York, California, as well as Idaho with collection facilities and vet partners uh, performing these collections spread across the US. I think what really made this year so successful was, you know, a combination of factors for sure. I believe, you know, we have one of the best IVF platforms in the world and the results prove it but consistently being able to deliver these results is is all about our people, our partners and especially our customers.
0: Melissa, a minute ago you talked about a 165% increase. And I think I mean any business would tell you that that's amazing and tremendous, but where did that growth come from? Sure.
1: So in the US, if we if we really break it down, um a lot of that volume is coming from um, younger genomic heifers if you will um, we have a lot of customers and genetic programs utilizing IVF and specifically our platform um, as a genetic advancement tool um, using big groups of females to uh, create that next generation and and shorten the generation interval um, interesting to note that um Thirty percent of our total volume actually comes from uh, the beef sector. So we have a lot of beef customers. Um, IVF uh, and beef go really well together. Beef, um, a lot of them, they're really great donors. Um, oftentimes, producing really you know quality oocytes that then are you know that we convert into quality embryos. Um, generating good pregnancies. Um, and it's it's a technology that works very, very well for for our beef producers.
0: And we see that through our through our volume. Absolutely. So I think there's a perception out there that IVF is a really complicated process, especially when compared to conventional. You know there's people talk about it. it's being it's too much for me to handle. I can't handle all that. I can't do that. what What do you tell those guys?
1: yeah, and and I agree that is the perception. Um, as much as IVF has been around for for many years, i I do believe and and still feel that it's still a very new technology for most. Um, there are a lot of moving parts, right, that need to come together to build and execute a successful IVF program that will show positive returns. Um, the technology has advanced significant significantly over the past years. and, One of our goals actually as we continue is to ensure that we provide a technology and and a process that is simple and accessible right so no matter the scale um, no matter the you know the objectives we want to ensure that um, customers as this becomes a more commonly used tool that it is a technology that is accessible where you're not having to you know, move donors uh, to a specific site, right? So more on-farm collection, we want it to be simple. So the process, there's a lot of communication, right? It's a lot of living, right? You're working with live donors, oocytes, eggs, they then need to be transported, they're fertilized. We're working with semen. um, And then you have the recipient aspect to it um, and making sure that embryos, if they're not frozen, that those fresh ones are being shipped back and are being implanted. So I think when you look at the moving parts, it's it's just really understanding them and getting a good process in place. And I think for many, it's still just very new. Um, but we are continuing to work on on making that as simple as as we can.
0: and you know, you're in charge of Ovatech, but there's certainly a lot of people that help you and support you and walk producers through this process and our vets. How many different levels of communication are there and, and how does one, who does one talk to? Like if I'm calling in and I'm wanting to IVF, what's the, what's the process?
1: Yes, absolutely. So there's diff- there are different ways to go about it. Um, in the U.S. specifically, um, we're working with uh, CMEX USA and our representatives. We also have um, a team, a sales team and a customer service team at BoviTech directly. Um, so if you're working with CMEX and you have a relationship, they can get you in contact with the right people to learn walk through the process make sure that we get you in contact with our local accredited veterinarian and then obviously our team our sales team our our business development team um, are available to answer questions they are working directly with customers every day they are also working very very closely with our vet partners who for many of our customers are actually the first point of contact um, depending on the region
0: so we talked a little bit about IVF process, and I think you know that's kind of a buzzword, we have a process. Can we talk, and can you walk us through what that process is?
1: Sure, so we actually get this question a lot, um, is, is what is the actual process? And at the end of the day, to really break it down at a high level. Um, so I think when we look at the IVF process, um, there are different steps to it. If you break it into maybe three sections, that's maybe the easiest way to look at it. So in the first part we have, you know, working with our customers, how IVF is gonna be used within a genetic strategy, or just depending on the goals or a specific donor that they're looking to work with. Um, We then make sure that we are setting everyone up with our veterinarian. Once they are collected, oocytes or the eggs are then shipped overnight to a Bovitech lab. The next day, our lab teams are ready, they know what's coming, and this is kind of where we get into the second part of the the process. So everything that happens in our lab, um, we fertilize those oocytes the next day. They then spend a week, um, seven days in our proprietary culture media where we create the embryos then. Then when we get into the last segment um, at day six, into the process, we will then let our customers know how many embryos we predict we will have. Are they freezable or will they be sent back fresh? And then the last part is getting those embryos back to our customers, fresh or frozen, to be transferred into a a quality recipient. That is a very important part of the process as well to ensure a pregnancy.
0: And who does the the implanting at that point? Is that up to the customer or is the vet responsible?
1: Yep, so it depends on on customers. Um, Someone who is experienced in transplanting and transferring embryos uh, will do that. Sometimes it's working through our vet partner directly um, who is doing the aspirations, and other times it might be someone on farm who is uh, used to transferring embryos.
0: So within that process, and there's... You know everyone has competitors and bovitech and cmex we all have competitors but what makes the bovitech process you talked about at high level but what makes bovitech different and better sure
1: um i would say what really sets bovitech apart is um it's more than one thing that's for sure uh at the end of the day we don't believe in a one-size-fits-all model the BoviTech difference, like you know, as we like to say, is really within our customizable approach, whether it be building a genetic strategy, using our suite of solutions, using genomics, et cetera, donor preparation, making sure each donor is prepared, uh, stimulated, um, you know, based on her age, on her past performance or different factors, we make sure we optimize semen in the lab and different processes that we use in the lab and so on and so forth. So I think it's a it's a big combination of a lot of attention to detail that really sets us apart um, and, and leads to you know, industry-leading embryo development rates that we have seen and we continue to see. And um, our ability to successfully freeze an embryo that will translate into um, good conception.
0: So what would you tell somebody that's thinking about doing IVF, but isn't sure about it and just wants to have that conversation?
1: Yeah, I I would really advise them to reach out, to ask questions, um, to be informed. I think, you know, when you look at IVF, um, again, it's still very new to most. Um, Many have not maybe used the technology, they've heard about it. I think it's just really understanding, you know, what are their objectives? Is IVF a good fit? Um, And then, what does that mean from a process standpoint? You know, based on their location, um, who would be their vet partner? Maybe it's a a vet group that they're already working with or not, getting them in touch, working with our team, our sales team, our customer service team within the US um, to learn more about our platform, but also, you know, what that could mean for for them and, and their objectives.
0: And thinking about it, I mean, there's obviously a lot of variables and each farm is unique and different, but what's our success rate? Like what What should someone think, you know, here's a great pregnancy rate, you know, com- sure. and then benchmark to others?
1: Yeah, sure. So we say on average, we're running about a 45% conception rate. Um, that can vary. Again, recipients, you know, play a big factor. Some will run a lot higher, others, little bit lower. Um, It depends on the strategy, and I think that's where, you know, we look to work with our customers when we say it's not a one-size-fits-all model. We're working to make sure that every time we're running uh, either a group of donors or even if sometimes it's just one donor, we're looking to always optimize to say, okay, if we're going to do her again, are we going to change how we prepare her? Are we going to change something on the seam in front? What are we going to do to Again, at the end of the day, create as many pregnancies as we can um, through the production
0: of embryos. Technology is moving quickly, but what's next? What are we going to see in the next six months, twelve months, five years from Bovatech? Where is it going to be?
1: Yeah, you know, IVF I think is for anyone interested in rapidly improving, regardless of scale. You know, as I've mentioned, and I think this is where we're seeing a big uptick um, from our customers who specifically see value in technology Um, those paying attention to herd management um, the details technology continues to advance right on farm i think everyone is under pressure to be more efficient whether it be through milking technologies um, you know genetically i think ivf now is playing a bigger role than it ever has Um, from our side we are going to continue to Ensure that our technology is advancing, um, back to you know simple, accessible, scalable as well, um, within the U.S. Um, and North America, but also globally. Um, we do we are seeing a big demand for IVF, and it's growing not only within North America but globally as well. Um, you know, beef on dairy is is um, a big subject these days. You know, where do embryos play a role there? Um, I think there there are many places where embryos have their have their place.
0: You mentioned globally we uh, we have some licensees in a few countries uh, placed around the world. And you know, so where are those and how to who should people contact if they're interested?
1: Yes. Yeah, so um over the past two years, we have um, taken our technology global. Um, we are currently um, operating uh, with partners in France, Italy, the UK, Switzerland, um, and there's also we also have a lab in Western Canada as well. Um, anyone that's interested can reach out to myself, um, uh, can get our contact information through the BoviTech website if they have an interest. Um, internationally, um, whether they can have access through a, a an established partner or if someone is looking for more information
0: about becoming a partner. And so when you when you open your emails in the morning and you start your day, what what's the biggest problem that you face? Is it growth? Is it keeping up? Is it where what are you thinking about every morning when you wake up? <laughs>
1: A lot of things I, I would say is the short answer. Um it's a good question. Growth. So if we look back at the last year with our growth in the US, but also globally through a lot of these license that, you know, the licensees that have been established within two years, it's ensuring that we continue to push our technology um, so that our technology continues to evolve um, and that it meets the needs of, of you know the industry and the growing demands of the industry. Um, and it's making sure that our teams are equipped to to be there for customers, for our vet partners, um, that our operations and our production units are ensuring that, you know, whether you are sending O to be fertilized in New York, in Madison, uh, maybe you're in a different country, in Canada, that the embryo that we are producing, no matter what lab they are being produced in, uh, is the same. Right. So the the quality of our product and the consistency of our product is very, very important for us.
0: Kind of like Tim Horton's coffee. It's the same everywhere you go. There are right? water filters, it, the grounds, everything really should is. be exactly the same. Yeah. Exactly. That's, so you're pretty modest. And one thing that you didn't mention is that you also own a farm. I do. And yes. you do, yes. And you manage a farm <laughs> with your husband and your kids. You use IVF on the farm?
1: Yes, we have used IVF. Um actually um uh, my family, um, my parents also at the time, um, going back many years, um, actually used the Bovitech platform prior to, I, I guess, when I started with CIEQ, even. Um, we own and operate a Jersey herd, and at that time, we um, were producing bulls, and we actually had IVF some heifers, which at that time was maybe not as common. Um, and And now that's a completely different reality. Um, I remember when I first walked into the barns I, in St. Hyacinth, uh, ten years ago, if you wanted to access the Bobitech platform, you had to be you had to send your animal, your donor, mm-hmm. to St. Hyacinth in Quebec. Um, most of them were milk cows, dry cows. Um and we still work with, you know, a lot of cows more on farm now than having to be in a collection facility. And, you know, within five years of of being there most days, that completely shifted to, you know, 100% heifers, uh, working with younger heifers, um, and uh, obviously with genomics and, and everything changing so fast. Um, it's been really fun to see that progress. Um, and from a kind of my personal point of view, you know, on farm too. And as we've adopted different technologies, uh, we use robotic milking, for example, I think it's just, you know, it's exciting to see, you know, those that are really looking to, like I said, become more efficient. Um, there are so many ways that you can do that now, whether it be through nutrition, genetics, IVF is, is one, um, and, uh, different software solutions too, um, and so it's exciting. And I think there's definitely a place for IVF, and I I do believe embryos will continue to to grow uh, in use.
0: Absolutely. Well, um, you guys have put some bulls in the unit. Do you have a personal favorite that you guys have produced or maybe another one otherwise? Yeah, let's do one Lundcrest one. Yeah, one uh, different prefix, <laughs> <I'm thinking. laughs> maybe even a Holstein, who knows? <laughs> who knows?
1: Who knows? Um, yeah. So I guess from the, if I look at Lencrest, um, there has been many bulls that have gone into the unit. Um, I think if I look today, actually just, at, you know, some heifers that are calving in and some that we have that are coming up, you know, soon to get a proof or should, um Caspian was is a bit of a a personal favorite um he has the full brother but just really love like the bull when he left um really love the daughters that I've seen so far we're milking a few um and uh yeah
0: no Holsteins we can't get you to do that (laughs)
1: It's, you know, it's more experiences on the Holstein front when I worked with CIEQ, um, kind of when I was getting more involved, I used to kind of be the go-to to jump on the road and tour different groups around. Um, at that time, we were looking at daughters of bulls and, you know, you try and find 10 to 15 daughters. And, you know, in Canada, there was, you know, you drive between a whole bunch of different farms and see one or two and, um Yeah, a lot of my memories are almost specifically, I think, to the experiences I had with whether it was touring a specific group around or not. Um, The two years that I was there was when kind of Goldwyn's sons all were coming out and we went through, I spent a lot of days on the road with, you know, the Jordan, Jarek and Seaver and kind of that whole group of bulls. Um, So not necessarily favorite bulls, but I think just bulls that always will stick out as kind of there were some pretty fun experiences and and got me on the road. I got into a lot of different farms. I've met a lot of people and I met a lot of colleagues actually now that I work with internationally. Um, people working through whether it's through CMEX distributors or or you know in different countries who have also are still with CMEX and um, and in, in many cases actually we're still working together. It looks very different but Um, a lot of those relationships were kind of established in those two to three years where um, at that time it was the Goldwyn sons um, Mm -hmm. that were all coming out and we were on the road, but yeah, I think that's where I kind of go to.
0: Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody had their favorite Goldwyn sons. I remember when they came out, we're all picking. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, It was was a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah. It was fun times. So if, if you were to give somebody some advice, and they're thinking about joining CMEX or Bovitech, what would you tell them?
1: Reach out. I think if you're, if it's a great team, I I sincerely enjoy working for CMEX, for Bovitech um, within the industry. Um, you know, if you're passionate and you want to work with a group of passionate people, um, it's a fun place to work. Um, you know, there's good days and bad days and, you know, record-breaking days and days where you're trying to find solutions to to different things. And uh, but at the end of the day, I think it's a you know we have a very it's a team approach, um and and it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it is a lot of fun. Yeah, we we enjoy our colleagues. And I was just working on a retirement announcement from a gentleman who's been with us for thirty-one years, and he said the same thing. It's the people that you work with. Yep, ask a I lot agree. of questions and enjoy your colleagues. Yep, I,
1: I I agree with that. At the end of the day, you have to, you know, love what you do every day. We spend a lot of time working. I'm passionate about the industry. You know, I, I live it every day, too, in my personal life. And it's, you know, it's even it's our customers, too. When you talk about people, it's not just our, our direct colleagues. It's, you know, our customers and our partners and um, a lot of passionate people. And um you know, passionate about agriculture in general. And it's a lot of fun
0: for sure. Great. Well, thank you so much for the time. We know that you're extremely busy and uh, we just appreciate you carving out an hour to visit with us. No, happy to do so. Thanks for having me. Thank you. If you like this podcast, give us a 4 star review. It really helps others find the show and learn more about CMEX, our people, our programs, and our services.